Hey dorks, just a quick message reminding you to head over to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast and give us a follow. We live stream when we record our new podcast episodes, and we're live streaming video game sessions on Saturday nights at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. We're playing super rad stuff like Among Us, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, Jackbox Games, and Tabletop Simulator. Come hang out and play along with us. That's twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. And I'm Noah. Look at that. He's back. He's back again. Filling in for Justin is the one and only Noah Reno. Stepping Hello. in to fill those big shoes because Justin <laughs> is off thwarting evildoers. It's true. Where he is. That's what he's doing. He's traveling and he couldn't make it. So Justin's like, look, I know it's hard to go without me. But if you could pick one person to sub in, who would it be? And I'm like, no, Reno. I said it really fast like that. He's like, wow. Was that, was that quick, huh? I was like, yep. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I was like, that's, 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 that's who it's got to be. We're, I, we're trying to keep the numbers down, right? So <laughs> I get, I understand the choice. How dare you? That's not <laughs> how this works. <laughs> this is great because um you had a great suggestion for topics which we'll get in momentarily and i love them because it all starts from the framing of gaming which is great because justin video games justin doesn't do much from that my dog has just entered the arena hello oh. hi loki is all kinds of just entertainment content lately couldn't do it you just had to come on in hi puppy dog and now the door's closed and you're like a cat and you're like well how can I get out? Well, well, how to have, well, why what do, do I, I do? Why am I in here? Come on, you can do it. No, good girl. And she's out. Okay. That's my dog. Um, so yeah, so Noah had a great suggestion that deals with video gaming and Justin, God bless him. He's great, but video games is just not his wheelhouse. It's not his bailiwick. So I was super excited to uh, farm this topic with you, which I think will be really, really, really fun. It will. Uh, but before we do that, let's start off with a little bit of, ouch, housekeeping. Oh, I hurt my finger on that one. <laughs> really got the knuckle on the edge there. Whoopsie doodles. Uh, if you have, if you don't already, please uh, follow and check us out on Spotify, as well as anywhere else you listen to your podcast. But we know we do exist on Spotify, so please, please, please check us out there. Also, please come join our Discord server. It's a great place to hang out with some really cool people. People like Zenny, people like Noah, people like Alpaca, people like Wolfslore, people like Jared, people like, I don't know, the list keeps going, man. We got all sorts of cool people hanging out in our Discord. You can come, you can shoot the shit, you can post, enjoy the wonderful memes that Zenny posts every day. You can check out the <laughs> recipes channel where Noah shares some cool shit and Slotty shares some cool shit. Very good. We set up game nights, which is fun uh, for video games. And otherwise, it's a, it's a cool place. You should come hang out. And if you want to join it, just head over to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. In the about section, you'll see a little 
spot that says Discord. Just click on that. Click on the Discord, and it'll take you right on over. We've got, you know, how quickly you're forgotten. You're never forgotten, Slotty. Sorry. I just <laughs> In the moment, I was like, remember names, and it's just like, in real life, I can't remember names for shit. I met someone on my vacation, and it was a dude and his wife, and uh, they were both like from the radio world, and, and Natalie was just talking their ear off, and she's like, on Saturday nights, it's girls' night, because dad does his podcast, and because for her... Saturday night, she hangs out with Jill and they have popcorn and watch shows. And she said, podcast. And the lady goes, podcast? You're in a podcast? I'm from the radio world. And it was like kind of a moment for like networking. And as soon as they left, I just turned to Jill and go, what were their names? Like I completely forgot after they introduced themselves because I'm just so focused on other things. I'm like, oh, fuck. I don't, I don't remember their names. Hello again, <laughs> dog. Welcome back. Oh, dog time too. Dog time too. You just. Electric boogaloo. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so you should all come join our Discord server. It's great. It'll be fun. Come hang out with us. Uh, next, please, if you, if you would, if you'd be so kind, if you want to support the podcast, there's a lot of ways to do it. Number one, you come to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Follow us. If you feel so inclined, uh, drop a subscribe. Or you can always support yourself uh, as well with, with going to our merch at redbubble.com and typing in mindgappodcast. Uh, you'll find a couple of designs we have there, but we have all sorts of stuff. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, backpacks. We've got hats now. We've got hats you can put on your head, protect yourself. Uh, get yourself something nice, support the podcast. We appreciate you and everything you do. And last but not least, not only do we record our podcast live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Time on Twitch, but we also do a video game live stream on Saturday nights at 8 p.m. Central. That's at twitch.tv slash had a really great time last Saturday with the Dungeon Karens. We came back in. They finished up adventure number nine. They're level three. They had, a, they had a hard time starting the adventure, but they finished strong. They just steamrolled the rest of that. They had little trouble. And they're heading into adventure 10 next time. There's only two more adventures left. So right now, it's looking pretty good. They're looking pretty strong. They uh, we had a good time. It's good laughs. This Saturday, I'm trying to figure out. I don't know if I want to do what the dub... Haven't done that in a minute. I want to do some Jackbox games, but I'm also like, do we do one now and then do it again in a couple weeks when Jackbox 8 comes out? I don't know. Decisions. Hard to say. You know. Noah, how do you decide what you want to stream? Project Winter. We have not done Project Winter in a minute. That is a great suggestion. Another game of deception that I'm terrible at. So that could be fun. <laughs> I remember the last time we played, I was murdering someone and Alpaca came up and he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, covered in blood. I was like, oh, they're <laughs> over there. And he's like, Doug's the bad guy. And I was like, shit, I was busted. Actually, so. I don't think I'm going to be around this Saturday. So yeah. might be. Uh, do you have a backlog of anything? You have like a back catalog that you need to get to still? I mean, I've got all sorts of shit. I got a new game that's a solo game that's kind of fun. I enjoy it. It's called uh, Dice Legacy. It's basically, uh, it's a beautiful looking game where you use dice to build your town. Kind of like Ooh. slot your dice in there. You got to fend off enemies. It's kind of interesting. It, it could be a pretty chill stream playing that. I think, you, I think you might like Lost in Random. That's a game that just came out too. Lost in Random? Lost in Random. Lost in It's like, story-wise, story it's like um, Divergent, I guess. Okay. Or like Hunger Games, rather. Okay. More, more like Hunger Games. All right, action uh, adventure. But it's like all it's like based kind of on dice rolls. Oh, interesting. Yeah. 
interesting art. Hmm. I don't typically go for action adventures, but uh, looks it looks very interesting, very Tim Burton esque. Like yes, yes. Uh, uh, the, that movie where they steal Christmas through Halloween, whatever that's called. Yep. It couldn't. It has to be. Um, man. It has to couldn't be man. Come up, couldn't couldn't come up with a joke name yeah. that fast. It's all right. We're just getting worked up. Because obviously I know the real name, but that's not fun. I can't think of the real name, so we'll call oh, it. Oh, well. <laughs> no, Zenny, you ruined it. Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, there it is. Yeah. 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 So anyway, check us out at twitch.tv slash podcast Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Central for live streaming of the podcast where you can join the chat it's like Zenny and all these other cool people. <laughs> or Saturdays at 8 p.m. Central where we do the video game live stream. Sometimes it's me just rolling solo. A lot of times it's uh, us doing stuff as Discord. Cool buddies system. It's fun. It's a good time. Come check that out. Woo! So that's it for our announcements. Getting that shit out of the way. Uh, Noah, how you been, man? It's been a couple weeks since you've been on here. Yeah. What you been up yeah. to? Uh, I've been good. Just started working again congratulations and, uh that's about it taking care of spaghetti and keeping up with the kardashians nice i was Not literally but i was old spaghetti doing for people who don't know uh noah has a wonderful dog named spaghetti yes. spaghetti is the pup she's good always uh she she's just i mean we're going on having her for about six months now and and she's uh fully integrated and and having a having a great time here cool with the, with the new fam the forever fam <laughs> my uh wife just sent me a text she uh booby trapped my door so that uh loki loki can't get out you probably won't see because of the, the light here but she put like a little baby gate up in front of my office door so that uh nice. she can't get in because she just she just pushes it in with her nose it was like Classic. hey what's up how we doing in here that's awesome. That's love right there. You know, wife's looking out for me, putting the kid to bed and like, you know what? I don't want the, Doug getting interrupted on this podcast because that's so important. That's so good. <laughs> it's so kind. It's very kind. Uh, well, that's cool, man. I'm glad uh, Spaghetti's getting fully integrated and she seems to really yeah. like you guys. That's good, man. That's yeah. really cool. She's a very good girl. She's got good, uh, good family from, from cousin dog, uh, Raina. It's mm. Austin's dog and, and a couple friends, maybe some new friends here soon. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Um, she needs to join us for Jackbox. I'm telling you, man, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I got to give her ample time because, like I said, Saturday nights is girls night with Natalie. And uh, Natalie takes that pretty serious. Although, honestly, it's Natalie just watching a bunch of kids shows and, you know, having a good time. Jill most of the time <laughs> reads. So I think uh, it could be very, very, very possible. Jill plus wine plus Jackbox. It's been over a year. <laughs> I'll have to, I'll, I'll make that case. She told me a little while back. She's like, give me some notice so I can essentially prep Natalie. Be like, hey, mom's be playing games tonight while you're watching your shit. So mm -hmm. uh, it, it would be fun. I'm trying to decide if it, it we should do another Jackbox, Jackbox game night before the next one comes out. I don't know if that's sure. too close together. You give it like a month time. If you if you did it this Saturday, I think it would be enough time. But if you yeah. waited another week, it might be too soon. That's fair. Because then it would be like, yeah, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. that, that was one of the best streams. I agree. That was amazing. Uh, that was a really good time where Jill basically got hammered on wine, played some joke boat. 
we had ourselves uh, a doozy of a time, and Jill got pretty uh, pretty into it. She got pretty into the slinging the insults. It was it was really good. So it was one of my favorite times editing together a highlight reel of that stream. It was phenomenal. So yeah, we'll have to do that again soon. Speaking of video games, Noah, you've been killing it uh, with with this, your your games lately. Playing lots of cool stuff. What's, I have been what's, playing a lot of games. What's what's been on your docket? Uh, so Overwatch always, always playing a little bit of Overwatch. Uh, Seth and I have kind of been in on the, t- uh, Bloons TD6, uh, <laughs> grind. It's just been fun to uh, do that. Just, uh, dude, holler at me when you're playing Bloons TD. I literally, <laughs> I literally did that, uh, over the last couple of days. Just kind of like just a quick moment, a quick break. I'm like, I'm playing some Bloons, you know? J- JJ made a balloons uh, TikTok that I really expected to take off a little bit and didn't. Oh, that was an um, amazing TikTok. I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> That's so but, cool. Uh, no, I mean I've also been playing like some more of these recent releases. Um, I actually just got the invitation to the next Halo Infinite beta test, Woo! so that's very exciting. Uh, as well as Kana, just started playing that today. That game has been super fun and very uh, fun to look at. <laughs> Uh, and then, I mean, besides Deathloop, which I will talk about extensively, back on Peggle, don't know where that came from, but like my, my just kill times while I'm streaming games now have been Peggle and GeoGuessr, which have both just been mindless fun for me. My favorite thing was, um, I was in the middle of a meeting. And I had your stream on in the background, and it was GeoGuessr. I was just lurking, mm-hmm. and I saw you were in Chicago. Was one of the locations. Yes. I was like, I know exactly where you are, dude. I actually got a pick like last week sometime, and it was on stream too. It was at it was your address. Oh, and like it was at the school that I guaranteed I know. Like Natalie goes to. That's terrifying. It was like just an elementary school, like four blocks from your house uh that's horrifying <laughs> yeah i was like i know this is chicago because i've seen this area on like the map yeah <laughs> horrifying absolutely yeah. horrifying but you were like looking around i was like that's rogers park because you looked at like the l the l train stop was more so i'm like i lived mm-hmm. up there i know where that is but I, I couldn't type because i was in the meeting i just wanted to be like i know where that is in chicago it was it it's was a good, good game I'm yeah. very excited to get one of the places that I like have lived or am very well aware of. Oh, come on. You did it Michigan that one time and you were just I've killing Michigan it. Michigan a couple times. You did. Uh, it was. Uh, I've like lived before. Oh, OK. Gotcha. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. I know exactly or, what that or is. I know extensively. Yeah. That's got to be pretty exciting when that happens and terrifying. Yeah. It's, you know, other things where it's like, hey, yeah. uh, you know, we know what your IP address is looking <laughs> up. So here you go. <laughs> Ta-da. So um, you mentioned Deathloop. Um, mm-hmm. For the folks out there who aren't familiar with the game, give people the rundown on what that is. So Deathloop is a game where you are a man who's stuck in a time loop. You're on an island that is run by eight uh, rich-ass dumb people who you want to kill all in one day to break the loop and end the cycle of just murder and torture that everybody uh, is stuck in. And that's pretty much it. Uh, it's, it's a very 
simple concept. It's just a time loop game. If you die, you reset to day one. If you survive to the end of the day without accomplishing your goal, you get set, you set, you get set back to one. Uh, and it's one of the best games I've ever played. What about it makes it so great? Like, why would you rank it as one of the best games you've ever played? So I am a I'm a very big fan of these highly stylized games because if you're trying to go for this realism, you're dating your game because in three or four years, it's going to look like dog shit. And so like with Psychonauts and Kena and Deathloop, which are like the three games that I've just recently been playing the most, they're all very stylized and have this just art style and these graphics that are going to survive time because they don't necessarily need to look the best because they just are very fun to look at. Mm -hmm. And that's like one huge point for the game. And then the next is like, just the gameplay is so fun. Like the moment to moment combat, you can do stealth. You can just go in guns blazing. Uh, but it's all satisfying. Like the way they did the sound design, the way they did the rumble in the controller, like it's all very smart and it's all very, very satisfying just to get that, those moment to moment actions. It is easy. The AI is stupid, <laughs> but that's okay. Sometimes it's okay to just be able to like ram through a horde of enemies because they're stupid, but that just, it just makes you feel stronger. Sure. Um, and then there's like the, the game twisting mechanic. That is you have the, you have an opposing player uh, who in story is called Juliana and she's kind of the other person you're talking to the most often. She's like, Hey man, you can't break the loop. And she's trying to stop you from breaking the loop in the way of an actual player will enter your games as her and try to kill you and stop you from breaking the loop. And those moments are very intense and super fun, especially like when uh, like Wolf and I had been playing back mm. and forth a lot and we were getting into like some really, really intense gunfights because, you know, sometimes she can be stronger, but she only has to be killed once, whereas you trying to break the loop have three lives. And so sometimes you're like, you get killed once, but then you can come back stronger, get the jump on him, or she knows where you're going to respawn. So she'll go back and she has traps set and he has all this. It's like this really, really in-depth cat and mouse gameplay that just makes like the game not only super replayable from the single player aspect from playing as her. I mean, it's like a completely different game. That's interesting. That's really cool. I love... Um... The idea of because I was reading, you know, an article from IGN called Why Time Loops Are the New Zombies. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the elements they mentioned was death loop in here. And what they said is like, as you play through the game, it almost makes you feel like you're the expert by the end of it. Like you just know yeah. where everything is. You feel like a badass because you've done it a bajillion times that your guy would obviously... Mm -hmm. You know, any story or movie you've seen, you know, like Groundhog Day obviously comes to yeah. mind where a guy who is, I mean, I forget they've, they've calculated how many years or how much time he spent <laughs> locked in that one day because just based on how he would be able to yeah. master something like piano and what he was able to accomplish, he knew that every second of the day what was going on and he yeah. moved through it like it was like it was nothing and, and to kind of have that starting out just probably fumbling around but by the end of it you just imagine <laughs> a guy no look shooting you know yeah. punching a guy here just stepping out of the way it's it, you know it's it's it's, it's got to be really satisfying to play that absolutely and in games like that i mean there's a ton of games that have come out recently with the time loop mechanic but in those games 
it's less about your own skill as to a certain extent. And it's more about information. It's, mm -hmm. it truly becomes like an analytical, almost math, like just you're going around and you're trying to gather, you're learning like patterns and you're learning all of these different like details about the world. And especially in Deathloop, like they really did a good job of making this a key point of the game where I'm, I'm talking early game, so we're not getting into spoilers or anything, but you find out that these two people are dating and like you can go to one point at one point in the, the day and go kill one and you can go to another point in a different point in the day and kill another one but you very very soon won't find out that they're dating and so you can find out these secret little like details you can like hack their systems and get in their uh their dms and stuff see what they're saying back and forth to one another and then you find out that at night they actually meet with one another in one place you're like okay i can go there and i can kill them at the same time and so I'm like cutting down my numbers so that I have more time to kill other people later on in the night. And that's like a huge part of the game. And that's where I think a lot of these time loop games really shine is getting that information rather than just banking on the player knowing how to kill people like good or like shoot good or have a good aim or whatever. I think that's a fair point. In my mind, that's pretty cool. To a certain extent, until like it, the first playthrough has got to feel really cool, but the replayability mm -hmm. factor kind of has to suck, right? Because you already know the yeah. answer to it. So, so the replayability of the game boils down to basically just playing through the day, uh, with different kits because there's a, all these different weapons and all these different powers that you have. And so, from the break the loop perspective, I have beaten the game like three or four times now, just because there is multiple endings and there is uh, different ways that you can go about playing. And I think I I picked the easiest way to play, or like the strongest kit or whatever for my normal playthrough. And so I wanted to go through again using different tools to see how different the gameplay was. And it was it, it did vary greatly as far as that goes. But then that is where the alternate play comes in with the juliana character mm -hmm. uh because that makes it like way more fun i mean because yeah. you're really because you're it's you're playing the game which has really good set of mechanics and a really good set of tools for you to play with but it turns it into just like this this death match basically which is fun and it's good from the longevity standpoint of the game because yeah. people are going to continue to buy it and then the people who have already beaten it are able to keep them, the people who just bought it, engaged and have their full experience and stuff. Yeah, and ruin their game, like Dark Souls or yeah. something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Someone who knows the game inside <laughs> and out, they're just like, you're fucking dead! <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty much. I love it. But that's part of the game. It's a big part of the game is losing all of your progress and having to restart. That's yeah. the nature of the, of the thing. Would you say that's the nature of life, you know? Maybe. Depends on how you look at it. I Depends guess. on whether or not you have the ability to come back. Yeah. Re re reincarnate. Yeah, because uh, chat's been talking about, you know, a lot of the stuff like uh, Jerbus says Palm Springs is a very cool take mm -hmm. on time loops. Etoy says Edge of Tomorrow. He also says mm -hmm. uh, Majora's Mask did it first. Um, True. That brings up a good point. Like over the last several years, uh, the idea of... Um, uh, just time loops in video games as well as movies has really sort yep. of taken hold. And um, in this article from IGN, we've seen so many more 
pieces of content movies yep. and, and games that Very have recently. that have this sort of trope if you will in it um that make it so enticing and i loved what the author who was uh the article is a little bit annoying because he takes the uh <laughs> the time loop trope and like just continues through. oh it's by michael swaim i fucking love michael swaim i didn't realize he wrote it he was uh he was a writer on cracked the dude's hilarious uh-huh. Completely amazing. I didn't realize that. Um, he's awesome. Um, but he dove deep into um, a lot of the different elements on this. And, um, you know, he mentioned a lot of the movies that uh, some of the, the chat have talked about, like Groundhog Day, mm-hmm. Palm Springs, Edge of Tomorrow, Source Code, Happy Death Day, um, <laughs> which a lot of those, when those movies have come out, like, I really like Edge of Tomorrow. I think it's great. Um, Groundhog Day's fun. Source Code, I think I watched it once. I was like, cool. But at that point, like when I had seen Source Code, although, which I saw that before Edge of Tomorrow, I was like, cool. So this is a uh, time loop situation. Um, Happy Death Day, I know I didn't see it, but I know it did really well. Um, Like those movies, when they have that element to it now, I'm like, oh, cool. All right. We're just going to keep uh, doing this over and over again. But yeah. there's also an element to it that I really appreciate about it. I get really excited about because I love the idea of, I don't know if this is gross or not, but like to perfect the situation, like to, to be like, I'm going to be able to get this done perfectly because there's so much in our life that we can't control. And there's so many times in life where I wish I could be like, man, I wish I could just load a save save point and just well, go back and try this again there's actually so there's two instances that explore that specifically that have come out recently one being an episode of the twilight zone and one being the game that just came out called 12 minutes mm-hmm. both of which kind of explore this idea of man you cannot be in a time loop without becoming a psychopath <laughs> or, or like like with like it just it, it doesn't matter because at a certain point all you're doing is manipulating people like all you're doing is because you know the right answer like someone on day one could be the least interested person in you or like if you're trying to get a girl or whatever they could 100 not want anything to do with you but through stalking them every single day for eternity and then figuring out exactly what kind of person they are you can get them to be interested in you and get the exact outcome that you that you are looking for uh and 12 minutes does that in a fucked up and sadistic and incestuous manner spoiler <laughs> alerts hide I your mean, boners gang game sucks the game the game like is not very good oh really um i i did play through all of it and i got a couple of the different endings and i'm okay with spoiling it just because i don't think that anybody needs to play it oh wow <laughs> it, it's and the voice cast is like i mean it's uh it's daisy ridley and james mcavoy no shit and and uh and um i didn't know that green goblin oh uh Will- willem defoe willem defoe uh it's it's all three of them they're the only three people in the game and their performances suck because oh, no. the script is bad <laughs> and so it's like Willem Dafoe's the only good voice talent because he can't do bad. Um, <laughs> but the, but the point of that game basically is that Willem Dafoe is a cop, and you and Daisy and James McAvoy and Daisy Ridley are a couple in this tiny apartment, 
and he comes in and he's like uh tell me what happened blah 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 blah. and she's like oh you're talking about it. and then they, he kills both of you and then that's when the loop resets it's a 12 minute time loop and so you're just going through and you're trying to figure out what's going on uh and it and it turns out being the first twist is she killed her dad and then you're like okay well we're still married and you're pregnant and blah, 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 blah. but then to find then you find out that you killed her dad and you are actually her brother and you're married and having a kid with her and it's like this whole fucked up thing that like you were hypnotized to forget and it was like it's like what the fuck is <laughs> what the fuck is this but that but it becomes this point where it's like you have to drug your wife over and over and over again to like get her to go fall asleep so that when the guy comes in you can hide in the closet and you can like shackle him and like torture him and I know I'm going I'm going into like full details of the game because it like you have to to be able to talk about like what it means. And it's basically it's the point is that if you're stuck in a time loop, you you are bound to do shitty things. And at a certain point, there's like. If you're in the early points in the game, you can try to kill your wife with a knife and you just and the guy says, no, once you do that, you're a murderer forever. Can't do that. But then you could do it in the next loop and you could just straight up fucking kill your wife if you just try to do it again. <laughs> which again is your sister uh so uh, i feel like i really wish you wouldn't have told me about, <laughs> not because i want to play the game i'm just like why why did we write this like there's but, just yeah, questions it, you know the nature of it is if you have infinite tries to to do something you will do anything you'll do everything to try to get back to some sense of normalcy and that's why I, and that's uh somebody mentioned palm springs is like that guy gave up that guy did try to do everything he probably fucking killed people he probably killed himself he did like all this shitty like shit person stuff but after a certain amount of time he's like fuck it whatever i'm i'm done i can't get out so like <laughs> i'm 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 stuck here like he he came to terms with the fact that he was a piece of shit and decided that it was better not only for his like own mental health but probably for everybody else that he's like fucking stuck here yeah, I kind of like the idea, like, because a lot of the things you talked about happened in Groundhog Day, you know, like, mm -hmm. where Bill yeah. Murray's character, you know, he finds that hot chick and he just asks a couple questions about mm -hmm. her childhood so he can come in and pretend and manipulate her to basically mm -hmm. having, you know, sex with her and things like that. But what I like about it is, like, he enjoys sort of digging into the darker side of his yeah. of himself. He robs a bank, you know, he does all these things, but he realizes he realizes how unhappy he is and kind of like the moral of the story is like, what does he got to do to get it right? But it also, mm -hmm. especially with a love interest, you know, he can't just manipulate her. Like it just, yeah. it doesn't work. So I do appreciate the moral of that in that you've got a, it showed what he was willing to, to do to become the best. I also appreciate the darker side of that as well, because human nature is in that situation, given unlimited, tries mm -hmm. you're absolutely right you're gonna try just about everything and anything mm -hmm. and um a lot of that stuff gets it's it's the idea of giving people power right people yeah. abuse it part of it might just be out of desperation part of it might be boredom right if you spend <laughs> roughly ten thousand years in the same day like not aging i mean there's there's mm -hmm. a sanity level that would probably break you. I'm surprised that, yeah. you know, I think it's what's great about that movie is the idea that Bill Murray's character is going to be just fine after <laughs> all of that. He spent 10,000 years 
in this one day and then it's like oh a day where i don't know anything that must be terrifying to him that must yeah. be absolutely terrifying where he doesn't know what's going to happen which is something kind of fun and interesting about death loop mm -hmm. is that you don't start at the beginning of the loop mm -hmm. uh you find out this is minor spoilers for death loop so like five seconds ahead you find out that you've actually been in the loop for like 200 years but you've lost your memory a couple times even mm -hmm. uh and you always even like there was one time that you escape that you that you actually like get out and you kill everybody and like you do what you need to do and you escape but for some reason that previous version of you or whatever comes back mm -hmm. and you're so you're like you're still here and you're always wondering and getting all this information about like the past years life as well as learning all the new stuff that's still like happening and stuff too mm -hmm. Uh, and that was like a really interesting take on that as well, because Palm Springs, Palm Springs was cool because it's from the perspective of a new person with somebody who's been in the loop for a long time. But this is somebody who's been in the loop for a long time, but anything. Yeah. Uh, and I, and like to the point where he couldn't even remember his own name when he like first wakes up only to find out that like he's, he's got all this shit going on <laughs> that he has, that he's completely unaware of. And I think that's a really fun angle. That's interesting. Now, I find it very interesting in the sense, too, of just, you know, the psychology breakdown of that, uh, of how that works. But also going back to kind of the article talking about how this has become kind of, you know, it, it, it says, you know, time loops are the new zombies. Zombies were the, the yeah. rage for the longest time, right? Everyone yeah. thinks zombies, this zombies, that walking dead, you know, all that sort of stuff. Zombie games, everything zombies. Yeah. And, and, and part of it, too, is the which I also find very fascinating in this article, which, of course, I realize now that it's, it's Michael Swaim. It makes me so happy because <laughs> he's such a great writer. I love the guy. But he talked about the idea of how, you know, the concept of a time loop, you know, and he isn't difficult to understand anymore. And he talked about the Flynn effect, which I absolutely yeah. love. And if you're not familiar with it, uh, the Flynn effect is named after James Flynn, who is a statistician who helped describe how IQ levels rose steadily throughout the 20th century. So basically, people are generally better at processing complex information than their grandparents were, which is why videos of old people using cutting-edge technology will always be inherently hilarious. So, um, <laughs> but it, it's it, it's the same way. Like it, it, it's I think that's why it's hard for me sometimes to watch movies and content from years ago because the yeah. editing style and the storytelling is hard for me because i'm like stop treating me like an idiot you know it yeah. used to be just and i have talked about this at length but like the editing was like we watch a man exit a cab and walk into the building and then we cut to him you know coming into the lobby of the building and and then going to the mm -hmm. elevator and pushing the button up and then we go into the elevator we watch him push the button up and then we watch him come out and then he walks down the hallway because if you just cut and show the exterior and cut to him inside, people were like, well, how did he get in there? Like they yeah. didn't, they couldn't fathom the idea of that. And what I like with this particularly calls out is it's not that like ancient humans were stupid. It's just, they were processing what was around them. And each generation is, is exposed to more and more information. So they're able to process information faster. They're able to make jumps logical leaps quicker and what i love is the example he gave in this article was the original teaser trailer for the 1989 batman he's like if you watch that he's like we literally get told our main character is 
who our main character is. He introduces himself, and then we see him in a Batman outfit doing Batman things, so we understand this is the story of some kind of, if I'm following this right, Batman. And then he's like, if you compare that to the 2020 teaser uh, for the latest Batman movie, the Batman, it's literally... 50 seconds it's like the screen test and just what you watch robert pattinson in the batman costume walk forward into focus you see the batman logo you see his face and that's it and everyone goes i know what this is partially yeah. because we've seen so much batman content over the years but also just you know uh well over 30 years later we can look at this and we know what this is like it, you know right. why and by the way i watched the original 1989 batman teaser trailer really hard to watch <laughs> i was like man this movie looks like shit <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it was it, it's i find that fascinating because i think that also i remember growing up on the original nes mm-hmm. and the games were oddly simplistic mm-hmm. you know it's like press start cool you're going you know and you're playing it's like cool and when you break it down as an adult going back and looking at some of these games i'm like what the fuck is this game like what am i doing like the concepts were bizarre but you're like cool well i know what the buttons are i just shoots this jumps i've got two buttons and whatever and i'm playing it this is and you gotta go here i mean think about legend of zelda as a weird ass game it's a it's a it's a small elf boy who gets handed a wooden sword to go out and fight monsters Mm-hmm. and collect these different pieces of a triforce that ganon has and it's <laughs> oh you gotta use the candle to light the bushes on fire to find the secret entrance into the it's yeah. it's bad shit and i remember playing that game i knew that game inside out i took a break from years and i finally i dug out my old nes and i pulled that out and i remembered some of it but i couldn't find some of the dungeons and i was like mm-hmm. Like, how do you find this? How did I find this? How did I figure this out back in the day? Like, how did you find the information? There was no, it, I had to look it up and I felt dumb. I was like, where's this, where's this dungeon? I don't remember how to get there. It's insane. Just imagine if Legend of Zelda was a time loop game. Oh, wait, Majora's Mask. Uh, very good game, by the way. Never played it. Uh, very good. I, I had a good time anyway. Never played Ocarina of Time, though. Only have played Majora's Mask. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's 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 so i don't know it's it's interesting to me how the idea of because i'm wondering if i I mean this the flint effect also would probably state that at some point the generation past us is going to be running circles around us too which is going to be really hard to watch yeah i mean i think it just it's lens to how and that's like where I am. That's where we are now. That's why we can never predict what's going to come next as far as like scientific innovation and stuff is because we can't. To a certain extent, we can't process what is going to come next. We can't process further enhancement. That's why we're not scientists. That's why we're not. <laughs> that's why we're not inventors and uh, smart. But it is to a certain extent, there's like only so much you can do with some stuff, right? Mm-hmm. To a certain extent, you can't get beyond like the end of something so when i mean when, when does information end like when does when do we get to a point like when in bill murray's time loop in groundhog's day when does it get to a point where he's been there for so long that he starts to forget other shit like if he's there Ooh. for a thousand years what if, what if he has forgotten like 
I don't know. Like, what if he's starting to forget like basic mathematic principles and shit? Like, just because he can't, he'd spent you know two hundred years learning piano, then sure. Where where does that where what information pushes that out and gets replaced by something else? Of course, because the human mind can only hold so much information, right? It's it's very much a use it or lose it sort of sort of thing, which is why when I try to fathom, like in in high fantasy and stuff, like oh, this is an elf. This elf has lived for a thousand years. I'm like, that sounds awful to me. Yeah. The idea of immortality sure. sounds awful. Just mm-hmm. no, especially. If you know other people around you aren't immortal, that's just that's just a recipe yep. for psychosis that you know is going to be right. so destructive. Which but, um, what would be it, worse, it, ha- not having other people around you be immortal, or having s- many other people around you being immortal, and you didn't like those people? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's like kind of what the uh, Greek mythology is about, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> just all the gods fucking hate each other and they're mm-hmm. all just like shitting on each other behind their backs. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I mean, it seems, seems pretty shitty. Yeah. That, that would <laughs> absolutely suck. And I don't know. It's like, I appreciate the idea of, you know, like Wolverine, for example, probably that poor fucker, you know, basically Oof. based on his, yep. His mutant Short powers gravity. is just going to be... I think someone wrote that it's inevitable that he will get trapped under something at one point. That will happen. Because just love mm-hmm. of averages, like, he sure. will get trapped, he can't die, he's just going to be stuck. Yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah. Which is like, that's terrifying. Yeah, um, <laughs> doesn't sound fun. Yeah, but, uh, you know, the idea of Bill Murray in this loop, like, he would go crazy. I guess he's still yeah. talking to people, but he can't further the relationships. So yeah. it's very limited on what's going to happen. And yeah. if you take something else like Edge of Tomorrow, which I think would be even more gruesome. Have you ever seen that movie? No. Um, essentially, Tom Cruise you know, gets caught in a yeah. time loop in a war with aliens. And every single day, he's watching people die. And mm-hmm. he becomes desensitized. He be- ultimately becomes a badass, becomes a badass soldier which is fun, right? That's kind of the appeal of that movie to me. I was like, watch this guy kind of be a a piece of shit, turn himself into like a badass. Like that's a really cool sort of uh, fulfilling character arc in that sort of situation. But the psychology behind that, right? Just waking up every day and just is looking at the people that are going to (laughs) die. So that's um, actually the Twilight Zone uh, did the opposite of that. Uh, and it, I think what they did was a very, another very interesting take on the time loop premise where it's another kind of like Palm Springs where it's from the perspective of somebody who's not in the time loop, um, where it's just this girl, she's going to this museum for, for doing like a paper or whatever for school. Uh, and then there's this dude here who just like, know who's like super smart. He knows all this shit. And then you find out that he's in a time loop and that's why he knows all this shit. And he can be like, that guard is going to do this right now. And he's going to like. He's like, yeah, I can actually take pieces off of the exhibit and like throw them. And then like the guard is just like, he's got headphones and he can't hear anything. I can do whatever I want. Right. Um, and basically that entire situation came about because she almost got hit by a bus and he saves her. Right. Just something that a normal person would do. And he finds himself now in this time loop where he's like, oh, I have to rescue this person. He, he it immediately ingrains in himself this hero complex that he exists to save this person's life and then like become the romantic interest of this person. Because if she got hit by the bus, then she wouldn't exist. But because she exists now and I'm in this loop connecting the dots, we're meant to be together. Uh, 
and so he's like going through this this time loop he's like doing all this different shit and in this instance where we're seeing it he's like he just straight up admits it to her he he's like oh i've never done this before like he 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 gets a reaction that's different than what he expected and then it immediately like turns sinister when she rejects him because he's like i did everything right i've done i've done all this shit perfectly like what else do you fucking want from me and she's like you're insane like you're a crazy person because you are whether you're in a time loop or not you're either stalking me or you're in a time loop and you're just manipulating me like she straight up says it and she's like and that's shitty and he's like you're lucky i'm in a fucking good mood today because i have killed you before and i probably will do it again <laughs> like and he's like you're like you're you're lucky i'm a nice guy basically like it was exactly that toxic uh, masculinity yeah and then which the the episode ends on this very fun note where he it's the next day the loop has reset where she's he, his sister yes and- yes yes that's what happened and it's great storytelling no uh <laughs> where where she's she steps out into the street and the bus is coming and he doesn't do anything and she doesn't get hit by the bus and her day moves on and everything just continues Ooh. to and everything just continues to go on as normal and that's when the episode ends interesting and and, and so that's like this additional take on it that's like well what if you just don't like it's it's this i gotta do something i gotta figure out i gotta figure out a way to get out i gotta game the systems like well what if you just take a step back and don't like like, what if you just don't i love that perspective because the 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 concept that we're the hero of our own story is always fascinating Mm -hmm. to me because you know and i think that's what makes it interesting that makes it that's what makes a good villain a good villain right is they don't necessarily yeah. think that they're doing bad and if they are then they're just it's a kid's show right they're like <laughs> i'm gonna take over the world because i want the power and that's there's... what i love about kina that's what i'm absolutely loving about kina is that they like i got the blue staff and the bad guys got the red staff and they're not yeah. saying he's the bad guy i just know it yeah i can see it visually <laughs> you're telling me what's going on and i'm i'm down i'm with that um, but the idea that, um, you know, people are driven by their own hero complex. Like, that's such a fascinating Twilight Zone concept that this guy's like, I saved her. And then now mm-hmm. I'm owed something, right? That it, yeah. it, it, it rings way too true. Like, just yeah. if you've been on the internet, that attitude is <laughs> right there. Entitlement, <laughs> you know, people, um, you know, that sort of shit. This, I, I don't know. I don't know what's what's worse these days, but I, I, a sense of entitlement is definitely one of the worst things that I've seen from people. Like this expectation yeah. that they're owed something is just the worst. Yeah. And this is when I was uh, when I lived in Chicago in the downtown area before I had Natalie. Uh, I used to walk every day by this uh, um, daycare, and it used to drive me nuts when I'd walk by and I'd watch like I'd see cars double parked on this busy street and it was just like flashers on hazards on whatever and no one ever said anything or whatever but it was just this idea of like you all need to go around me because I have a kid (laughs) all right I don't care that I'm not supposed to double park here with my flash on but I've got to pick up my kid from daycare so you're gonna have to do and I'm just like Go fuck yourself. I don't care whether yeah. or not. And there's just like this <laughs> idea of, hey, everyone get out of the way because I've got my stroller and I've got a kid. I'm like, okay, like <laughs> be a human being and respect yeah. other people while you're at it. And that, that sense of entitlement is just so gross. And if you've ever worked in customer service, you, you've seen it in spades of yes. people essentially being like, me, yeah, me. Absolutely. 
I and yeah, it can't be bothered to wait a little extra longer. Can't be bothered to just be treated like everybody else because you're not everybody else. You're you. You're the hero. And the hero mm-hmm. doesn't wait in line. The worst mm-hmm. thing I heard was when I was in Las Vegas and we were in line for a cab and this guy saw it's funny because when you think of Vegas, it's like all oh, this pretty grand. It's, it's such a weird place, but it's like this grand built place with just, I don't know, this mysteriousness. But when you look at the people that go there, you're like, this is kind of a shithole because what happened was we were waiting for in line for a cab and this guy, this sleeveless shirt hat, He's like probably in his late forties or whatever. His friend was was waiting in line for a cab, and the guy's like, "Hey, what are you doing, buddy?" He's like, "Oh, I'm waiting in line for a cab." He's like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, this is Vegas. We don't wait in line for cabs. Follow me." He just like cut in line, grabbed a cab, and just like hopped in it. I was like, "This is some bullshit. Like, what, what world are you living in where you're like, I spend money here, therefore I'm entitled to returns?" Yeah. It's like, no, you lost money here. Yeah. And now you got to deal with that. I'm sorry, pal. The house wins. What do you, you don't get anything. All right. <laughs> or, you know, just the, I'm going to pay, I pay for a video game. So all the devs have to do everything I say <laughs> right now. And if they don't do it, then I'm going to give them a bad review on Steam. Oh my God. Oh, was it you that shared something? Or maybe I saw it somewhere else. Maybe I saw it somewhere else, but someone wrote just like an absurdly bad review of a game on steam and it was they basically wanted to play a game that wasn't that game yeah (laughs) yeah and that shit is all over the place even even with shit that is like mildly successful i mean overwatch is probably the biggest thing and overwatch is um i don't know blizzard is in a bad state right now generally Mm -hmm. and that's not the discussion we're having but (laughs) it is it is that there are people that play overwatch almost exclusively even people like high rank players low rank low rank players and they're just like, uh, wh- why am I playing this game? This game sucks. The matchmaking is bad. The game's not fun. All this shit sucks. I'm like, okay, then go play a fucking different game. Go like, go play a different game. Like, there are other games. Like, there are free games that are as good as over. Like, there is uh, so many things that you can do. Splitgate's fun, you know? But Activision Blizzard bad because they're not fixing this game. Well, (laughs) just go play something else because this game is good for different reasons than what you want from it. Yeah. So it's like, I'm having a great time with Overwatch. People are like, Overwatch is in the worst state that it's it's been in ever. Since the game has come out, it is worse now than it has ever been. Like, that's not true <laughs> because they haven't put two like any characters in the game for two years the balance of the game is great the the gameplay of the game is better than it's ever been it's that the community sucks and blizzard is in a bad place and like because they're trying to make a sequel and then the world was in a bad place for two years yeah like not i'm not trying to like tell like i'm not trying to give any excuses like i'm not trying to to speak for on blizzard's behalf or anything because i'm not but from a like a complaining about shit standpoint, <laughs> there are so many fucking reasons why it's OK that the game is where it is right now. Mm-hmm. Like it's like the game is fun. It's balanced. They're still working on it. They're still like making sure that the game's not fucking broken. But because of the pandemic and because of all the lawsuits and because of all of this random bullshit that is going on in the world and, and everywhere, 
it just isn't coming the way that everybody wants it to. And that is where it is just comes from. Even Splitgate. Like Splitgate is one of the most popular games in the world right now. But every single fucking time they tweet something, you have a million people saying dead game, a million people saying fit your hit right, fix your hit reg, a million people saying I still have Q time sometimes, a million people saying all this other dumb shit. It's like why what what is the reason that you feel like you need to do that? What's mm-hmm. what what in your brain is enticing you to go onto someone like go talk to someone who's not a dev, who's just an intern running their fucking social media page and say, fix your fix your shit. You're the one like, why are you tweeting and not fixing your game? It's like, because are you dumb? Like, are you dumb? Like, are you actually stupid? Because the, that is not at all how the world works and you are not at all important. So why why do you think that you saying something is going to do anything other than just like stir shit up in the comments because that's all it does and then the in three hours everyone's going to forget who you are what you are like and that and like you are just going to return to the waste of air that you are so like i don't understand any of the premise behind going into like game dev twitter and just shitting on people that are trying to make games I agree, man. And and I think that's pretty uh, endemic elsewhere where people who are not experts in the field feel like they can criticize. And that's always been the case. But now you have this worldwide stage, this platform in which to do it. And I just kind of look at it where I'm like, uh, you know, listen, I could tell you why or maybe hopefully tell you why I don't like a movie or Mm -hmm. maybe why I'm like, "Ah, I'm not a big fan of that game. But I don't know how a game works. I don't know how to make a movie. Um, so I always, you know, I've shit on plenty of stuff in the 314 episodes prior to this one about different movies and stuff because, you know, I, I look at that as also like it made me feel something. Maybe not what the filmmaker wanted me to feel, but I felt something about it. And same thing with games. Like there's certain games where I'm like, oh, I love this game. It's great. And other times where I'm like, it's just not for me or there's just a certain play style. Like, I I'll watch you play Kino. I'll probably never buy the game because it's not my it's not my cup of tea. Like I don't really like action adventure games. Those don't do it for me. I don't like platformers. You know, mm-hmm. it's gonna take a pretty sign- unique first person shooter for me to get it and play it because I played plenty of them. So uh, it's one of those things where you know I try to appreciate where it's coming from i i can offer mm-hmm. oftentimes i'm offering shit out of uh, i knew it i knew jared was gonna do this he goes so you're <laughs> saying that no one should complain about superman returns well that's the thing that okay so that's the thing right because it doesn't fucking matter if something is, is objectively bad it doesn't matter if something is objectively good because some people are gonna like it and some people aren't mm-hmm. it comes from a matter of perspective and Superman and Superman Returns is a movie that Jared fucking loves. Jared masturbates to this movie. Jared fucking has a hard <laughs> cover case, steel book case, like deluxe edition pre-order of Superman Returns. And he fucking loves this movie. And that's fine. It's a bad movie. But I'm going to let people like things. Like, sure. Wh- like, that's the thing is, why can't we just let people like things? That's something that was like trending on Twitter. Uh, it's like some director, fucking another fucking director guy is like, the, the Marvel movies are turning the cinema audience into zombies. Oh, it was the guy who's doing Dune. Just, why, why can't we? Yeah, yes, the, yes, it was. And it was like, why can't 
people just like things dune is going to be an over artistic fucking piece of shit like that is just all oh, these long shots and we got the uh, we got the 50 millimeter and we're gonna get in there real tight we got the telephoto way far out we're gonna see a lot of sand in this movie it's gonna be good it's gonna be a good movie dune is gonna be great it's gonna be fucking awesome but fuck that guy i'm gonna watch it on my phone like i don't give a shit about this dude like and, and it's like and it's the same thing with uh scorsese too when yeah. he said shit. it's like they're they like why can't we just like them yeah they, it's not masterclass cinema no one's saying that they are some people are saying that they are but that's not the point they're like whatever they're fun like it's just fun to go watch them like yeah. it's like i'm not i'm not trying to tote that star wars is like masterclass media i'm not trying like <laughs> but i like watching them they're fun yeah. they're fun movies and so i don't know where this thing came where something is like bad or if it's not critically acclaimed it is just not allowed to be enjoyed it's it's, it's just very strange it's that, that best is like or worst there's nothing in between it's the best <laughs> movie ever it's the worst movie ever and it's it's one of those things where i try to keep that in mind i think the, the easiest one for me is like fast and furious movies mm -hmm. they do absolutely nothing for me but i appreciate yeah. that people enjoy them like i can get why people like it it's an action filled mm -hmm. just high adrenaline ride with cool looking cars and cool stunts and action it's just yeah it doesn't do anything for me i don't like cars like i'm not a car <laughs> person so that that wasn't made for me so i'm not gonna sit there and just like write a diatribe on rotten tomatoes about yeah. how the film just <laughs> that's like i don't know it's so weird especially because i mean i come from a perspective where i know enough about film to say if something is objectively bad or good but i can still watch a bad movie and enjoy it because i'm easy to please like <laughs> I, I just want to like i just want to watch something and have fun for a little bit i can analyze it after that i can walk out of a theater and say man that was a lot of fun i really like that and then go back and analyze it and say that was bad that was bad that was bad i could cinema sins the shit out of a movie but that that guy fucking sucks and i hate him so like i don't i wouldn't like ever do that like because that just ruins the enjoyment of it like that dude sucks the cinema sins guy sucks that's my stance um i agree i don't like people that get nitpicky over shit like when people because, like go through like uh, and say continuity they point out that sort of stuff i'm like guys listen editing. because people are going through and like watching those things and then they're saying that the last fucking disney movie with like the the like they're saying moana was a bad movie because it got 101 cinema sins it's like, like what the, like that shit is so asinine yeah like i don't know man and i, I look at that as i'm glad I, I i take it like i'm like hey listen i don't I can't spot that stuff and I'm happy that I can't because I don't want to, I don't want to sit there and go frame by frame and try to analyze everything that's wrong. It's such a negative approach to things that it's just yeah. imagine you, and this is going to be a bit of a cop out, but imagine putting your heart and soul into something creative and putting it out there for the world. And some asshole mm -hmm. is like, I'm going to go through this frame by frame and tell you everything you did wrong. It's like, that's, yeah. that's absolutely soul crushing. To, to hear yeah. someone do that, you know, and those guys just hate movies. The CinemaSins guys just hate movies. Like they, yeah. they like don't they don't enjoy film as an art at all. <laughs> like yeah. just, I've, I've like they've gone on fucking interviews and said like, no, we just don't fucking give a shit about anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, but that is also like a mindset of the of the current like social culture is just there's an there's an entertainer there's a personality that we respect and we look up to and their opinions are our opinions and i mean i think the biggest um example in like the gaming community of that is this dude called um critical 
he's super popular on Twitch, super popular on YouTube. He's been around for a really long time. And he has a he has a review show where he just reviews the latest pop culture, you know, whatever movies and games and TV shows sometimes and everything. And there is this very large sect of people that follow him and even people that don't necessarily follow him, but just like engage with his content from time to time that he's always right, that he's never has a, has a bad take about a piece of media. I have disagreed with him before. <laughs> like, I don't know why, like, why is it so like, I do watch this shit from time to time because it's good. He does. Ha- he makes good points. He's a very well-educated person, but it's like this very weird thing that he can't be wrong. And it's like, but he can't like, he, I mean, he said death loop was a 70 and I went into watching his death loop video with the expectation that he said it was, that he was going to say it was going to be about a 70 or a 75 and his, and his reasons were in some parts reasons that I enjoyed the game. Why he said he didn't like it were reasons that I enjoyed the game. So it was like, that's fine. That's fine. If you're somebody who watches his content or engages with him regularly, it's okay for when he says something he doesn't like, you can still like it. It's okay. Like, there's nothing wrong with you disagreeing with someone that you look up to or like or and that's like where a lot of this political climate has come from, too, is because you can't say that you like your family sucks. Or you can't say you disagree with your family about anything because you're a family. You got to say that you agree with everything or you can't get into debates or anything. So all that shit bottles up and then everybody gets mad. <laughs> no, I think it's a dangerous place to be to be like, I can't be wrong. Like, that's a that's a childish mindset to be in. Like, that's how you get people who will cheat in a board game because they want to win and they can't be wrong. That's someone who's willing to lie in an argument with someone that they love because they don't want to be wrong. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's a really shitty place to be. Being wrong sucks. Making mistakes mm-hmm. sucks. It's horrible. It's not great, especially, like, on a large stage. But <laughs> cheating in board games is boring. <laughs> True. I agree. Like, I, I don't even cheat with my daughter. Like she, <laughs> she, she's, she plays Uno and she doesn't know how to hold her cards and she's just like fans them out towards me. I'm like, I won't look because I'm like, what's, what's the point? Like, I don't, I don't feel the need to do that. I don't want to win that bad that mm-hmm. I'm going to cheat on something. I've done that. I learned that early on. Like I've, I cheated to win <laughs> and, uh, I just, I've, I felt really gross at the end of it because I'm like, nah, every, every, I time, every time I've ever cheated, I've always gotten caught. Yeah. So oh. just don't. Okay. Just don't. Interesting. <laughs> I've tried to cheat in games. I've tried to cheat in like even just like small shit, like just it completely meaning like not games, like just uh, there's like one instance when I, I got a, I got this bow and I, I was shooting the bow. I wasn't doing very good. Somebody else came in, shot a bow, got a bullseye right away. Oh, they wow. left, and then I just like I walked up to the target. I stuck the arrow in it right on the bullseye. I'm like, hey, got the bullseye, and they're like, no, nah, dude, we watched you do that. <laughs> I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> That's amazing. Each way goes, they must not have Monopoly in Australia because Jared said cheating in board games is boring. And Slotty goes, don't act like you never cheated just to end the game. That's because Monopoly is a bad game. Yeah, it's Monopoly a bad game. game. It's a game that was... Monopoly is the Catan of board games. Ooh, okay. All right, <laughs> let me stop you right there because Catan <laughs> is a much better version of Monopoly in that... At least in Monopoly, there's that moment where one person is going to win. And everyone knows it, including the person that's going to win. And everyone wants the game to end except for the person who's going to win. But with Catan, the only way to win is not to play. You hate that game. And I don't don't know why. 
I, I I understand it's one of those things where it's hey is it resource management is it what because I'm not a big fan of resource management games that get kind of old and yeah, overwhelming prefer, and whatnot I just, but I, yeah I just prefer fun <laughs> that's really my only gripe that's fair I haven't played I, I played Children's Catan thanks to Slotty Ooh. for buying that for uh for the family and Natalie had a really good time with it and that was a lot of fun uh <laughs> with helping building strategy but I I would I would agree there's better games out there but Monopoly is just Hey man, if you want to learn to do a little bit of math, I guess it's kind of fun. But outside of that, that game sucks, man. I used to love that game. That was my my shit. I'd be like, get out, Monopoly. We're doing this, and it's that game sucks, man. It's, there's so many better <laughs> options these days that you can play than fucking Monopoly. Ugh, it's so True. gross. There's a lot of good games out there these days. Yeah, but you know real quick going back to um you know something etoy actually posted in here because he went and found the article we we're talking about and saying how um connecting the the time loop trope to the pandemic uh mm-hmm. but the idea that covid forced us into a more restricted daily life that focuses on routine and thought patterns that we repeat or the mind loops of history repeating um either way we can relate to these patterns more now because we ourselves are living in a time loop have you felt like that at all during the pandemic where you you, you feel kind of like your day is repetitive or the same? Yeah, I mean, especially when I uh, was unemployed for those six months. Uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. It felt like every single day that was like when we were kind of playing Overwatch 2 a lot. And so it was just every day was wake up, maybe cook something. I was kind of like baking bread when I first bought my jo- or lost my job. Uh so it's like getting the bread situation and getting like all the other shit. We didn't have spaghetti yet either. So it was just waking up, not going to work, not going to school, not having anything important to do and just sitting there, not doing anything. Uh, yeah. So I absolutely felt like that. It, it really kind of sucked. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, yeah, it, I definitely did feel like that. I remember, I the, I think the most I felt like that was it was like I was finishing up grad school and I'd quit my job at the hotel to get a job somewhere else. That job fell through and I was like no big deal, I'll just finish up, I'll focus on grad school mm-hmm. or whatever. And uh I played a lot of World of Warcraft. <laughs> played a lot of it and uh I remember farming and getting this like rare mount, flying mount in the game. And to this day, I'm really embarrassed <laughs> that I got it. I've gone back a couple of times and I still use it as my mount. I'm like, well, I fucking earned this thing. So I guess I'm going to yeah, use it. Yeah. I'm like, that's a cool mount. I'm like, I don't like what I did to get it. Every day <laughs> I would go through like 25 daily quests and I would grind <laughs> and grind. And I did the math. At one point I was like, if I do this for 13 more days, I'll have enough currency to purchase this mount. And I remember doing that every single day. I purchased the mount. And I was like, here it is. And I was, I felt a sense of sadness of what I spent my time doing. <laughs> I was like, I will never do this again. That was horrible. I just felt so gross that I had done that. Um, you know, for I me, could, I could still put a couple hundred more hours in the sea of thieves. Yeah. You're already the, the captain of that game. That's for sure. I, I am the captain now. Um, Pandemic for me personally has probably been, it's been, I, I'm very fortunate in that, um, mm. you know, I've been able to work from home and uh, it's actually given me an opportunity to get healthy 
and um it's also kind of Thank fucked you. with my head as far as i think this happened to a lot of people it's like what's really important in my life mm -hmm. and um i realized how much i enjoy my family which sounds really sh shitty to say but like that's what i enjoy doing i enjoy cooking for my family mm -hmm. i enjoy going on walks with my wife over lunch i enjoy picking my kid up from school and going to a playground or you know all that sort of stuff and i'm very very fortunate in that i don't have to go to a place with mm -hmm. other people i can do my my job yeah. from my home which is super yes. exciting and, and i i'm very very fortunate and i i'm thankful for that um yeah but it's also kind of like really in my brain i'm like what's really important I've thought mm -hmm. I might, am I having a midlife crisis? Like, is this <laughs> something I'm having? Is this what a midlife crisis is where you're, you kind of realize like what's really important in your life? And I'm like, sure. it's, and work is not up there. Right. Like I'm like, I do my work. I do a good job, but I'm like, my ambition is at an all time low as far yeah. as like what I really want to do. I'm like, I want to do more creative things, but that's where I want to spend my time and my energy. You know? Yeah. I think I've never had ambition. <laughs> I, I just always have kind of wanted to do my own thing. Yeah, I think the practical side of me just always tried to steer me away from that because it's scary yeah. to do my own yeah. thing. Because I'm I, like, see, I don't have any of that. Yeah, I need I need some practical Doug brain. I don't have any. <laughs> yeah, I, that practical Doug's gotten in the way of a lot of creative endeavors because he's like, well, I mean, have you considered? The tax, the tax <laughs> yes. implications of doing something like that. I mean, if you're going to go as a sole proprietor, I mean, that the, the risk and the liability there is There's 100% on you. No health insurance. Yeah. I, I just don't really have a no filter. I mean, if anything could lead to like an adventure or fucking like cool business endeavor, then I've done, I've done some shit that I'm not necessarily proud of. Mm -hmm. There was, there was like a, this dude in California who requested my services just literally saw my like youtube channel or whatever and was like i i want this guy for my startup mm -hmm. uh and he he moved into his car out of this really nice house and started this company bought a laptop bought a camera with the money he was saving on rent lost his or quit his job and started using starbucks wi-fi to start this business and it, man, did it not go over super well. That <laughs> man is Elon Musk. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, this guy. He was like just so he had the energy. He had the drive. He just didn't have he didn't have the brains. And I didn't have the brains to, to see it at the time. I, I wanted to help this guy. I saw he I saw what he was doing. I, I wanted to help. It seemed like a really cool idea at the time. We released a couple short films, a couple music videos. Um, and yeah i ended up leaving just because it wasn't good i was like hey man i can't do this and i just fucking blocked him on everything um but i like shit like that like that stuff is still fun for me like it gives me a reason to be in a certain extent just because i really enjoy outreach i really like getting as far into the world and having a net and having just everything that i can everywhere so that at a certain point if there's anything i need to call on i have those favors there <laughs> so, uh, that's a good way to go about it because i, I would like to see the world i mean i just yeah. like I mean, you know i just went to new orleans that was just because i had a little bit of money extra left in the bank i was like fuck it i want to go travel alone i mean i've been with uh, my fiance now for five years and we've pretty much done everything together uh she except she lived in germany uh by herself for a little bit she studied abroad for about half a year and then also was in germany for or, uh, japan for a little while i was like fuck it, you guys you've done all these cool things i'm gonna go somewhere myself too yeah <laughs> and it's just fun to do that it was like two weeks in advance 
that's, just gotta just gotta do stuff sometimes that's awesome and i i i, I really I really respect that. And, and, you know, uh, part of what I've done is just sort of been breaking down those walls. Cause a lot of my life I've wanted to do things, but the practical side of me, like I was super interested in theater when I was in high school, like the me idea too. of acting and, and performing, I've always enjoyed performing to some extent, but you know, the practical side of me is like, well, what are you going to do with that? You go to college for theater. <laughs> like what's wrong with you? You know? And, when I was in college, it's like there's the improv club. I'm like that sounds cool, but I can't do that. I just yeah. I was shutting down that stuff all the time, and I have uh, I think a lot of good creative abilities. And it took to me turning 30 and having Justin asking me or kind of politely bullying me into doing improv for me to be like oh, and that just like opened up a door, and then more creative doors just kept opening, you know, in yeah. different ways. And I was like, I need to lean more into this because this is the stuff that I really enjoy doing and I like doing. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it definitely keeps me keeps me flowing. And I, I was relatively ambitious in a certain regard of like just, you know, everything that I was doing in my my work world. I was like, yeah, man, we got to get to the top of what that is. And early mm -hmm. on, I remember looking at the general manager of the hotel, even when I was working in the hotel, I'm like, could I do that? And I was like, that looks like a shitty job. You have to be connected to the property all the time. I mean, the guy would go on vacation and he was like responding to emails. And I was like, dude, what the fuck? What's the point of getting to that level to just be tied to your mm -hmm. phone and having to respond to that shit? And he told me stories about how I used to be a GM at a hotel in the Bahamas and how they called it golden handcuffs because it was like the most beautiful place, mm -hmm. but they never left the hotel. So their way of like getting away is they set up like several GMs of hotels set up like where every day they could come to someone else's hotel and have lunch like come to my hotel and eat lunch over here and i'll go to yours Dang. and that's how we'll get away i was like that sounds horrible why Dang. would you want to do that unless you absolutely loved what you did you loved it like there's just no way that that would even remotely appeal to me i'm like nah no. i want to get to the point where i i pretty much have that now where i'm like my day's over i'm like see you tomorrow yeah there's no emergencies i'm just like all right <laughs> see ya i'm gonna go hang out i gotta go pick up my kid i'm gonna make some dinner i'm gonna hang out maybe do a podcast and then uh yeah we'll, yeah. we'll maybe play some games we'll see like that's fucking best it's good it's the best for sure it's the I best definitely, uh, i definitely gotta get to chicago next time there's a production there because yeah. i uh, is like a two east eighth production i gotta get around for it because not only from like the vfx side of things i would really prefer be there uh but i mean also just being being on a set being working with a group and actually like taking part in it is like super important and it's like super fun especially for us in those creative type uh fields and things it's like i've been doing editing for a really long time and i haven't been on a shoot for a very long time yeah <laughs> I've, I've always just been sent footage that it's not fun i, I like <laughs> to be there because like i i know how i need to do the edit so sure. being there on set and and shooting for the edit not only makes the edit easier, but also I, you know, I get in there and like feels professional. It's fun. I got a degree. Uh, <laughs> Put it to work. Put it to work. <laughs> the best. Well, what's great is um, I think the next two East Eighth production is right around the corner. Mm -hmm. And my understanding is that it's a special one. It's going to be ultra violent, and I Ooh. can't wait to see what you can do. In fact, I think it's okay. called. Welcome to the Throwdown. 
That's right. It's called the Throwdown. Welcome to the Throwdown, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I cannot wait to see what yeah, we've got what going we, on. What do we? What do we got? Oh my oh. goodness! Oh my goodness! Let me guess. Wait. Let me guess. Let me guess. Uh, JJ Pug Champ versus uh, Doug's Puzzle Basement. Ooh. I don't know. Would JJ, would JJ Pogchamp, he doesn't seem like a puzzle basement kind of like, he doesn't seem like he fares well he in puzzle he would, basements. He, would, he wouldn't want to leave. Yeah. And he'd be like, yeah, well, the only way out is to solve the puzzle. The only way out is to stay forever. <laughs> All right. Well, this week's throwdown uh, decided by the council is uh, Beetlejuice versus The Mask. Mm. Ooh, okay. So let's go through some, let's start with The Mask um powers and abilities uh let's see here so it gives you know cartoon powers so change your appearance and size regardless of your shape uh move and travel a matter of seconds create objects by imitating reality or the source from the user's imagination immunity to immunity to any inflicted injury well that right there just seems like you know invulnerability right there Although the user becomes invincible and cannot feel pain, he or she bleeds with a normal person. In original comics only. All right, that makes no sense. Uh, what else we got here? Superhuman agility. Control over the things of animation. Um, furious and berserk strength. Shooting force gusts. Able to fly. Heat vision. I mean, this the list here he is... He can do anything. He can do anything. Yeah. He's... Yeah, whenever um, you hand it to the to the cartoon world, like that's when it's. Hey, we can we can talk about Beetlejuice, but I'm already, I'm already decided. The main weakness of the mask is always shown when it's removed from the wearer's face by the wearer himself or due to any external factor. Um, case of the film, she always goes out alone when the first rays of sun hit the user when he or she is wearing the mask. Whether what the fuck, I don't even know what this this is written so poorly. Um, I mean, if if we're uh, talking comics, like it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's fucking over. Yeah, I sure, think... like shit is shit is just completely over over the kill. Yeah, um... he can be Deadpool. I mean, statistically, he can be Deadpool. Yeah, I, I mean, Beetlejuice has some pretty powerful, you know, abilities: reality warping and vulnerability. Is he invulnerable though? I mean, it's like it's like Satan versus the ultimate like versus like the ultimate demon like it's, it's like satan versus the archangel like it's all yeah. it's it's because he can't die because he's dead he's like yeah. some sort of entity so um yeah he's he, i think that's a good way of I mean, he's basically like a devil it's like you make a deal with him you know mm -hmm. He gets imprisoned in places and he just wants to be let out that's more or less what he is he has incredible he's basically like a dark genie more or less mm -hmm. um but the mask is just he's I, same thing as last week right it, mm -hmm. it boils down it boils down to tune tune powers yeah because you... the mask is just a is just a, a living cartoon mm -hmm. and so he can do anything yeah he can take he can take bullets he can take like magic damage he, like he can do he can probably break the, break the fourth wall like it, whatever it's it's mm -hmm. it's cartoon powers is just a whole a whole new realm um, while I don't think they'd be able to kill each other, 
necessarily. I think the mask would probably imprison Beetlejuice somewhere mm -hmm. using tune powers. Well, so he so he would do the the opposite of the Roadrunner Wiley Co Coyote bit, mm -hmm. where he uh like paints a wall on the side of like a cliff, like paints like a like a tunnel, and mm -hmm. then Beetlejuice goes through mm -hmm. the cliff. And of course, Jervis is counting the enough times we say it. Um, but then the mask doesn't run through, and mm -hmm. then he and then he tears the sticker off the wall, and then he's stuck in yeah. where? And where is in, he? I don't know. In purgatory or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah, like he could do whatever it. Yeah, what's what's possible is infinite with the mask, and he would inevitably. Whereas I feel like Beetlejuice's powers are rooted in some form of reality. It's bonkers, but it's still yeah. rooted in reality to some regard, whereas the mask is not. So. So yeah, I think uh, I'm going with the mask on the mask, this one. I think the mask has to win this one. Boop, 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 boop. Yay! Those are the sound effects because I don't know the soundboard. Sound Wait, yeah. I can maybe. <laughs> mask for the win! <laughs> I thought you were gonna sneeze. <laughs> I was, and then I just sc I screamed instead. That's hilarious. That's so good. <laughs> Uh, well, that was good. I, I did appreciate that because those are two very powerful creatures. Mm -hmm. So, uh, kudos to the council as always for, uh, putting that together. <laughs> I've been waiting to do this bit all morning and then it was ruined by my stupid job. <laughs> That's okay. I love it. It, was, it wasn't a good bit. Uh, it was a bit. <laughs> uh, no, this has been great having you come on back, man. This is super cool. Always a pleasure. I love um, being here. What do you uh what do you have to recommend to the folks this week? What do you uh what do you, what do you say? Uh, I don't know. It's this is a tough one this week uh cuz I would have recommended Star Wars Visions probably. But it's not out yet so I can't recommend it. <clears throat> I mean by the time this launches it should have been out, but uh, the time yes. recording, eh, it's, not it's not available not yet. No, so Not available yet. Yeah. Uh we're going to give it to uh, uh, uh Play Deathloop. Deathloop's good. If you have a PS5, not a lot of people do, but if you do have one, <laughs> Deathloop it's very fun. It's very good. Don't play it on Steam. It's broken. Uh-oh. What's broken about it on Steam? Doesn't run. Doesn't do good. It's uh too big, too strong. Oh no. It's got breaks the... breaks 30 series cards. It's got the tattoo power. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh also, Noah, where can people find you? You can find me at, at no Arno. <laughs> Uh, that is at at Noah Reno on everything, really, the, the, the Twitch and Twitter and Instagram. Uh, or you can find the uh, alter ego that's legally not myself at JJPogChamp69 on Twitter and at JJPogChamp on TikTok. When you watch Very all cool. the funny, goofy, haha content. It's the best. Um, and like he said, he's on Twitch. Do you have like a schedule or anything like that where people can find you? no there you go he is an enigma <laughs> so go to twitch look up <laughs> at no arena hit the follow and turn on the notifications so you'll know whenever he goes live you come check it's out his big shit. if true big if true always and forever for me this week um you know uh i haven't been watching a lot of stuff um i'll be perfectly honest the last what if episode really disappointed me um I was, it was a very big nothing to me, uh, but I, I got kind of nostalgic and I, I got on HBO Max, was watching some old South Park episodes and uh, was thoroughly entertained. 
Okay. So for a, because I was like, oh my god, some of these are really old and they still hold up. Um, so I'd say uh, check out some South Park. Go back to the archives. If you have HBO Max, they got them all there. Go check them out. They're some fun stuff, man. I had a really good time. I was like, oh, I remember this episode, and just really enjoyed the shit out of it. So it's very okay. entertaining. So <laughs> South Park recommendation from Doug. Also, nice. don't forget to check out MindGap on all social medias at MindGap Podcast. Be sure to head over to our YouTube channel. Uh, like and subscribe over there. We post all of our episodes there as well as highlights from our streams. And please, of course, don't forget to check us out on Twitch at twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast where we stream our podcast live recording every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central. And we do our video game live stream on Saturdays at 8 p.m. Central. In addition, please don't forget to uh, follow us uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, whether it be Podbean, whether it be Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, whether it be uh, Samsung, all that good stuff. Uh, you know, if you could just do us a solid, just, you know, like us, uh, rate and review is really huge. It's, it goes a long way to uh, send us up those rankings so people can find us. And if you uh, like something we do, you like an episode, you like a bit, you like something, share us out. That means a lot. That sort of, sort of support goes a long way. And we appreciate you uh, giving us your attention and your love. And uh, we appreciate that. So uh, that being said, once again, Noah, thank you for taking the time to hang out with me to fill in for Justin. You're a kind mm -hmm. human. and We appreciate you. I appreciate every time I'm asked. <laughs> that just means that little that little mind worm that is the old Gunchmeister is wiggling his way deeper and deeper into the roots of society. He'll never get out. The Gunchmeister is something that we all are lucky to have in our lives. <laughs> Don't you forget it. Uh, so to that, I want to say, Noah, thank you. Thank you, Doug. And to Twitch, thank you. Thank you, Twitch. And to all of our listeners, thank you. And you all have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.